1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80. We're on ESPN, too. We're on your smart speakers. Say, play ESPN, the ESPN app. What else? You could download the podcast. Good morning, gentlemen.
2: Morning, man. You got the whole studio all to yourself. Yeah, where what is up, everybody? baby? It yes,
3: feels just great, yeah. right, Max?
1: We're out <laughs> here in Connecticut, man. Where are you at? In New York, where we do the show from. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Every day. So so you know what's crazy? I'm thinking about the the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? Imagine if before like they just won the Super Bowl.
2: Max be diving right into right it. Right into
1: it. Right into it. Right into it. They just won the Super because there's a lot to get to there. Just won the Super Bowl, right? If I would have told you, we were asking on this network, multiple shows, will they go undefeated? And some people were saying yes, right? So just won the Super Bowl. If I were to tell you Mm -hmm. Tom Brady is going to lead the league in attempts, completions, yards, and touchdowns, and they were going to go to the playoffs, and they were going to advance in the playoffs, could you ever predict that the whole thing looks like it's about to fall apart. A B gone. What's gonna happen with Tom Brady? He might retire also. Remember when Nikovich started talking about it? I was like, well, Ninko's saying it a couple weeks ago. Now Tom Brady's talking about it. Mm. Guys, now Rob Gronkowski is talking about his future. He was asked, this is on TMZ, he was asked right now if he would return next year. Listen. I would say no right now. It's two days after the
3: season. I'd be like, no, I'm not playing. Like, like way too soon. But, like, you got to give it some time. You got to rest. I would say to see how everything goes, you know, how everything plays out, uh, How you know, how I feel. I mean, I just want to heal completely, see where my thoughts are from there then.
1: That sounds – okay, I don't know. Key, I, I get it. It's not, like, a fair question to ask a guy right after when his body's healing, it's connected to your mind and your decisions and stuff. But – Ah, that's up in the air. It sounds like.
2: Yeah, it is. I think so. When you look at it, he doesn't really know Max. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, Gronk is looking at Brady, Gronk is looking at Leftwich, Gronk is looking at Todd Bowles, other players, free agency, all of those sort of things. You got to figure out where things are, especially right after the season. It's you know, it, it it's a deal right now where I'm going to relax. There's no time uh being wasted. I'm not missing anything. And in the end, if I feel like if they even want me back, do they even want me back though? Like that's the question. Do they even want me back? Cause we don't even know if the Bucks want him back yet. Mm.
3: This is like um this is like traditional yeast that Keith talks about that the media does. This is a setup question. First off, the, the, you have to hear the way the question was asked though, Max. If you had to make a decision right now, <laughs> right now, then what, like it's like saying, hey, you just worked your tail off at work for the everyday person, and they have this planned vacation that they're going to Fiji. And the minute they land in Fiji, someone's like, are you excited to get back to work? Well, no, man. Well, I just, just, just got here. I'm starting my damn vacation. Like, let me have a minute to breathe and see how the landscape changes. But I do agree with you guys on the fact that there are a lot of moving parts, and it does feel like Gronk's portion of his career with the Bucks is more in tune with what Brady decides than the other way around.
2: Absolutely. Brady brought him in. Exactly. So, you know, it's it's a Brady decision. Everything hinges on what Terrific Tom does.
1: Right. It does seem like that. I mean, don't forget, Gronk was retired and then Brady goes to Tampa and all of a sudden Gronk is unretired and playing in Tampa. It does seem like those two are connected at the hip, but... How many in Tampa are tied to Tom Brady's decision? Because you got to imagine that affects the front office decisions. What are we doing? You can't just replace Tom Brady. What are we doing right now? Are we, do we, we have a team set up to win now if we have a quarterback? Do we go look for another veteran quarterback? Who could, what, do you, what do they do, Key? Well, they got a contingency plan. We just don't know
2: it, right? They, they, smart. Put it this way. Jason Light is a smart general manager. And the Glazer family are smart owners. They got a contingency plan already in play. We just don't know it, okay, whether it's we get money back, salary cap relief from Tom Brady's decision to retire, and we can use that towards something else. But you got the trickle-down effect of Leonard Fournette wants to be paid, I'm sure, Ronald Jones, I'm sure. You know, we got Chris Godwin still in his situation coming off an ACL. Uh, we got a high salary cap numbers in Mike Evans. So it's all those little pieces, but it all starts with the quarterback. Once the quarterback releases the handcuffs, the team now can move around a certain way to put enough back in play so that they can compete within the division. Now you say, what about quarterback? There's not guys that are out there. Bruce Arians feels like he could coach – he thinks <laughs> he could coach <laughs> any quarterback except Jameis Winston. So, you <laughs> know, <laughs> think who, who about it. Who did
1: lead the league in, in uh, what was it, yards at least and, and had over 30 touchdowns with Arians. Max, it, it feels
3: like the question that we should be asking ourselves is if Tom Brady doesn't come back, are we talking about a complete rebuild for the Bucks? Are we talking about scrapping it, even though the, they have room in salary cap with – I think they have like 25 people – veterans whose contracts will expire in March a lot even on the defensive side you didn't talk start talking about Jason Pierre Paul and Dominica Sue Goldston there are a lot of individuals right whose contracts are up are we talking about a complete rebuild for this Bucks team
1: you know Mike T will talk Mike Tannenbaum will talk about his time with the Jets when he's looking at Tom Brady and he really doesn't have a quarterback and he's thinking okay we're gonna build a team that runs and plays defense right like you gotta go to something especially nowadays but you look at the At the NFC South without Brady or Sean Payton, who are you really worried about? I mean, the Atlanta Falcons did not look to replace Matt Ryan, so they added weapons. I guess they look like they're in pole position right now. Panthers aren't much to worry about. So that division is still wide open. Even without Tom Brady, it would seem like they don't have to rebuild with an eye toward the future. They could rebuild looking with a very different kind of team to win the division next year.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't discount the New Orleans Saints though with Dennis Allen. Um, they they got quarterback issue that they've got to figure out, but they got some pieces in place, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They got Alvin Kamara. I don't know what the deal is with Michael Thomas, if he's coming back or they move on from him or whatever the case is. Um, but they got pieces in play in new Orleans. And Dennis Allen is an experienced coach on the defensive side of the ball. He, the offensive side, we know what they have over there. So can't count them out in Atlanta. Is a pretty good football team, but they still, I mean, they were seven and ten. They were in it to the end, but I don't know that they're all of a sudden going to supersede New Orleans or Tampa Bay, even though Tampa Bay won't have Tom Brady.
3: <laughs> Max, you know why I'm not, you know why I'm laughing? Because Key be so slick with he be like, yeah, I don't really know what the future I is heard, with Michael I Thomas. Heard the same and, thing, Jay. You know, I am like... like, if anybody knows what the hell the future should be with Michael Thomas, it no, should no be you. I
2: don't, I don't see the thing with me, Jay and Max, which y'all gotta understand is that I know a lot of people in professional sports in the management side as well as on the team side. And I don't ever ask them their personal information about what their decisions is, or what they want to do. Even though he's my nephew and I just was with him for like a week when I was at home, I didn't ask him anything whatsoever about I know his nothing. future plans or what. In fact, yeah. I talked to him. In fact, did uh, Sean... Stepped down two days ago. I spoke to him two days ago, and I didn't ask How was him. Was
3: he was he good?
2: Yeah, he was fine. Great. I asked him to come on the show, and he said the media right now and this, this was yeah two days ago. He said right now the media is very weird. I'm not. Dealing Did with you those tell people. him that
3: you're not media though? Well, he doesn't, key, he, doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't.
2: It doesn't. He doesn't look at me as media.
3: Oh, but me, he looked Max at and I. This yeah. ESPN. Oh, the ESPN. Though, yeah.
2: So even though you are basketball guy and done things and blah blah blah, and Max is boxing and football he does not he doesn't care because this. Yeah. You know, it's almost like if Max says something crazy, we get the blame, even though he won't get the blame. It'll oh, be
3: you'll get Keyshawn, of blame on this show. that
2: show. That show. Blame. Like the you know? Justin Herbert take. Yes,
1: yes, like the Justin Herbert You're take. You're welcome for that. Make <laughs> you guys look good.
3: See how I set you up, Max?
1: I see that. Straight talk, yeah, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Willard, Max, is presented by Progressive Insurance. So, guys, we know one player that for sure – won't be back with the Bucks next year. But will he be back in the <clears throat> NFL?
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do. You do. We all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com help, slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who
3: get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. History is against Antonio Brown and any litigation against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That dude, Antonio Brown, is really narcissistic. That's a guy that, if the spotlight is nowhere near him, he loses his collective mind. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Were presented by Progressive Insurance. You know, guys, I like try to be sensitive to, especially very famous athletes, right? Because I think to myself, when I was younger, even into my early thirties, right? If, if there's a if there's a camera and a microphone following your every move, you're going to embarrass yourself sometimes. That's going to happen, and especially, Ab did not sound <laughs> always like he was prepared to deal with the extra stuff that comes with the NFL. And it just feels like it's a lot for him. But even by those standards, when you want to be sensitive to that, this dude, (laughs) there's so many missteps, it's unbelievable. Now, he's on HBO Real Sports with his attorney, and they are making the uh, claim... Well, listen to the claim that they're making.
3: Yeah, these guys at Tampa Bay Bugs try to make an agreement with me to give me $200,000 to go to the crazy house so these guys could look like they know what they're talking about.
5: The offer was Antonio would basically sit on the sidelines, go on some list, uh, and commit himself to some form of intensive mental health treatment. And we were specifically told, in writing by the general manager, twice... Don't spin this any other way.
3: You're gonna pay me a lot more than 200k to go to the crazy house and, you know, dampen my reputation. I, I, I'll be, I'll be, I'll just be honest with you. And I'll tell you guys what I thought about it when I first watched the key. It kind of felt like um, an SNL skit at first. It really did, Max. Like it was, um, it was like AB would say his piece and then his lawyer would then translate. But it just, it, it just felt. It didn't feel right. It felt. Off, um, I don't. I don't know. Do you guys agree to a degree? Well, I'm. I'm more
2: into and concerned with the information that the lawyer disclosed about going on some list. Whatever that list is, I don't know because I never was offered one of those lists when I played. So, <laughs> um, but it's some sort of exempt list that will allow A.B. to remove himself or the team to remove him from the active roster, but he will still get some sort of compensation. And I think Antonio probably took that and processed it as they're trying to pay me to go away, and for that, compensa- for that my compensation would be the 200000 or so dollars that he claims that that would have given him. So essentially he wouldn't lose all of his salary while he was getting what they would perceive medical attention for what they think he needed for whatever it is that they, and I'm saying they as the team, mm-hmm. um, felt like was getting in the way of him being a participant of the football team, in helping them accomplish their goals and winning games. So he interpreted that as sending him to some sort of mental institution so that he can get the necessary help. Um, Some people in these situations become in denial. They put themselves in denial because that's just what it is. They don't, they don't think anything is wrong with their behavior and how it just spins out of control all the time. You look up and there's interviews being done, and like you referred to, Jay, an SNL Mm -hmm. skit. And so the individuals in his camp have to help him understand that it may be best to sometimes step away from football to find out what's really going on um, because he becomes the modern day Dennis Robin of football where he's so talented that if you could control whatever it is that makes him act out in a way that people think is strange, you could deal with that and win football games because let me tell you, A.B., could potentially be playing on somebody's field again next season. Don't laugh at
3: it. But see, I, I'm, I'm not laughing at the talent. No, I'm, the, not saying the, you, I'm not yeah, saying I you know, laugh I at know you're laughing. Well, I'm just saying for but,
2: people, don't laugh at that.
3: But the operative words that you use, and I think it's a common theme that I heard associated in the same breath with Antonio Brown all the time. If you can control, like nobody's able to control A.B. Like it, this is A.B. You've seen this type of behavior from him at every stop that he's been at. But see, he's played see- with the greatest coach in the football in football history. He's played with the greatest quarterback in football history. He's played on a team like the Raiders which is known for having outcasts and things of those sorts and couldn't it just feels like he can't Well, let me figure it out. Let me so- give you a
2: little little bit of a backdrop on those sort of things though, Jay, so we don't go down a road that we don't cover. When you t- Think about his tenure in Pittsburgh. It was fine until such due time that it became about his money. And his money got in the way when they didn't want to pay him what he felt he deserved based on looking at the quarterback and the quarterback's off-the-field issues in the past and how he was treated. I get get that, yep. So then you move on to the Raiders. He burned up his feet overseas. He did whatever cryo chamber and he just – that didn't work out.
3: Couldn't make it like the four Could, or five days to get his really big paycheck, right?
2: Yeah, couldn't couldn't figure that out for four okay. or five days Jeez. to get whatever about a buddy that was, which was a lot at the time. Then he goes to the New England Patriots, and then the the allegations, the misconduct came up, and New England moved on from him. And at the same time, when they moved on from him, the allegations came up about Mr. Kraft. And then that's when he went and attacked Belichick and Tom and Mr. Kraft. Then he sat tight for a little bit. He tried to get on. Baltimore was trying to get in the mix with a young Lamar Jackson. And Baltimore was like, it's too much going on. All these things start popping up. And they said, hold on. We, We just sit tight. Then Tom says, let me sign with Tampa, put his arms around him. Bruce Arians had him early on in Pittsburgh. Didn't like him didn't really want to play him at the receiver position. He was only a special teamer till Todd Haley came. Then he finally got the tampa with with uh Tom and them. They put his arms around, him. he became a model citizen. He lived in with Tom, whatever the case is. Then at some point in time, as a s won the Super Bowl, we get to this year, they re-sign him, they bring him back. Then guess what? The money issue pops up again. So what I'm saying in all of this, it seems like Everything points back to when you mess with my money 100%. You you, you strike a nerve. And what whoever got to deal with him in the future, they must understand
1: the money's going to be an issue. This is what a, key, you just took the words out of my mouth. You want to you want to make sure it goes Seems smooth like with forever. AB? Yeah, it you want to <laughs> you want to know make sure it goes smooth with AB? <laughs> Very simple. You're not going to get him as cheap as you think. Even if you think you got him cheap at first, you better have money set aside. So that toward the end of the season, when he's like, I need another $5 million, here, here, A.B., <laughs> and then you'll get, like, you literally have to have a war chest set aside to pay him when he comes knocking. He's, he's going to be cheaper than he should be, but not as cheap as you want. He, he also was on the I Am Athlete podcast and talked about his future in the NFL, saying he wants to play with Lamar Jackson. Everyone thinks that'd be a great fit in terms of the talent, right? He also tweeted a photo of him. In a ra- himself in a Ravens uniform, he's, he's cousins with Ravens wideout Hollywood Brown, maybe the Ravens would be a fit. One team traded a first-round pick for a veteran quarterback last offseason, and now we're left to wonder if they're about to do it again. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
5: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast.
1: Tune in to the ESPN Whoa. Daily Podcast. Drink some
5: water. Deep
1: yes. dive. <clears throat> Let's oh. try that again. No. Well, you know what happened this morning. <laughs> Jay always orders this special breakfast burrito. Don't say always. No, I treat myself randomly. Right, let me, let me, that was sloppy language on my yes. part. Every once in a while. There you go. Jay Thank and you. I eat pretty clean in the morning. Kita didn't eat at all. But Jay and I eat pretty clean in the morning. And on like, any of his biscuits. Yo, why'd you tell people I don't eat in the morning? Maybe that's,
3: that's, You know you'd be getting top, angry at it, That's top secret.
1: Don't put my business out there. <laughs> that could be used against me somehow. So, Yeah, yeah hey, I,
2: I know you got to get us into the show, but it's very true. What is the one thing I say I don't drink?
3: Coffee. Yeah. You got a caramel oh. macchiato. Oh, he caramel. Said, that's, he, that's not coffee, though. You're not supposed to tell anybody. Not
2: it's not coffee. It has a coffee taste. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Go ahead, Max in your <laughs> story, ahead, Max. Man. Go ahead. So, so anyways, so Jay, so Jay. always order, so Jay, always. Jay once in a while, when we when he's not eating cleans, has this breakfast burrito and this thing looks Ooh, Oh my God. And I boy. never ordered it. Mm-hmm. And today, I'm all alone in the studio, I'm like, you know what? Cheer myself up without my friends here. You didn't come up I'm for air a or whole break. Yo. I said take a take a second. Jay, Breathe. that thing went down like an aspirin. <laughs> I need, like, two more of those. That's so good. All right. Tune into the ESPN Daily podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcast. So, at 1.15 Eastern on Tuesday morning, Colts owner Jim Ursay. You know, That's right, man. 1.15 a.m. 1.15 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, yeah, Ursay. You know, it's yeah. Ursae. That's, that's what I was. That's
3: the first question I asked.
1: He wrote, you can see clear as day in the final eight NFL team playoffs. You need a quarterback and an offense who can score 30 or more in regulation and a defense who can hold an opponent under 30. Ursay followed up with, uh, I am on the West Coast, so it's 11.15 p.m., but I do stay up late. Creative thinking uh-huh, comes in the silence sometimes, and nobody is watching the gold late at night, early morning.
4: One, one quick thing here. Mm-hmm. He said it was 1.15. Uh, it was 1.15 when he tweeted. Then he said, I'm on the West Coast where it's 11.15. That's only a two-hour difference. Well, so he, was yeah, be was 10-15. he in mountain time or no, was central. it 10.15?
1: No, because he's usually dealing with central probably, right?
3: But, oh, okay. but don't you... No, no. Indianapolis is on Eastern time. Is Indian on oh. Eastern? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. every time I go there, my wife, frankly, reminds so, me.
2: Trust gotcha, me. Gotcha, gotcha, but gotcha. wait, he said one. He said 115?
4: He tweeted at
2: 115
4: and said, I'm on the West Coast where it's 1115. It's 1015. It's really was he it's a lot Time there. and thought he was on the West Coast? I mean, it's a big this, thing. But no, not, right not only that,
2: my ID network sensors are coming in. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Don't your phone change when you change time zones? Or do, maybe like yeah, right. But the tweet the tweet doesn't change. I don't know, but does the tweet change too? What do you mean? No, when
4: the you, tweet would show what the time zone I'm in. So yes. I'm looking at it from my account in Eastern time. It says one fifteen in the morning.
2: Okay, so but if you're on the West Coast looking at it, it would say whatever it is on the West Coast. Yes. yes. Okay, so why is he saying? One fifteen when he's on the West
3: Coast. He's saying he's saying eleven fifteen, but that's what we're curious about because if you're on the West Coast, it's really ten fifteen. There's so much to dig into here. Yeah, but
2: whatever the time difference is, though, if he's on the West Coast, why isn't he saying the time zone on the West Coast when he tweeted out?
1: Can I give you a, a suggestion about that one? He may be experiencing time dilation or some other side effect of something. He was, I mean, like Jim Ursa, they found like a sack of stuff in his car. Like, Will let, you stop? <laughs> let's be honest. The God, point is, Max. I'm, not, I'm not making fun of him. I mean, it's true. He said it's a but documented we wasn't issue. wasn't going no, down it. at rolling. Will the Colts upgrade again at the quarterback position? That's the question. No, that's what it sounds like. It, it sounds it, like it, it
2: sounds yeah. like that he recognizes that Carson Wentz may not be the guy, but it's too late now because you're giving him money and you mm-hmm. trade the draft picks to get him. But it sounds like he's processing watching the playoffs that you got to have a special talent or something like that to do what you need to do. He's had three of them in his in his ownership group. I mean, his his tenure as an owner, he's had three of them. Peyton Manning. Andrew Luck, and Phillip Rivers. Those are the three quarterbacks that have gotten him to a championship or to the playoffs. So he recognizes that. And I don't know that he recognizes it in Carson Wentz. That's why he's saying that. And he's saying you got to score points, got to have a defense, which they got a pretty decent defense. Mm -hmm. You got to have talent on the offensive side, which they got a running back, couple offensive linemen. They need to upgrade at the receiver. And if they could upgrade at the quarterback spot, one being like an Aaron Rodgers type, maybe they make a run at it.
3: But look, you're you're on the hook with Carson Wentz for one more year, essentially, right? So, and we talked about this during the break a little bit, other than Michael Pittman Jr., I mean, what other assets do they have? I mean, your second biggest playmaker from a receiver position was your running back in Hines, right? So, when you think about it, look at the wide receiver free agent classes out there this year from Devontae Adams to Allen Robinson to Godwin to Will Fuller, Juju Smith-Schuster, Emmanuel Sanders – Mike Williams, like, there's options for them to upgrade offensively. And I, I think that's what you have to
1: do if you're the Colts. Well, but, they're
2: not getting Devontae Adams. So that's, I, I am so just talking good.
1: about the
3: name of people who are yeah. out there, like the plethora of
1: people. I have a question about Wentz, Key. Yes. So I, I hear what Jay what is saying about the skills positions are real. It's not bowling anyone over like, oh, my God, look at this array of talent kid, in the skills is positions, okay. right? He's fine. They do have it's some talent on the offensive line. When they got Carson Wentz, the one thing I did understand about that is he used to have high-end talent, right? Like he could do some stuff not many guys could do. Number one is that still there, and number two, because I don't know if it is. And number that it, even if it's not at the level it used to be, can he be the kind of guy that you talk about that can do that, can hit that two or three times a game as Stafford did what, at the end of that? Max, let me ask game? you this
3: real so quick before Kevin yeah. jumps in: Who's in the NFC Championship game?
1: Rams and Niners.
3: Okay, who's the quarterback for the Niners? Garoppolo. I, I, I'm just I'm just saying, like,
1: man, y'all 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 on
2: this Jimmy Garoppolo hate fest. I mean, no, 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 crazy. that's not that's not. That's, I'm, I'm not, not hating Jimmy on it. I, it.
1: I, I'm oh, just not, saying,
2: if, not if Jimmy, you per yeah. se, but the the narrative as if Jimmy G is just just hot garbage. No, I'm not good. saying
3: he's hot garbage. I'm I'm just saying, though, Jimmy G is is a good quarterback. I he mean, hate
2: Patrick Mahomes. I get it. Yeah,
3: yeah. and yeah. I mean, so if Jimmy G can get there based upon having a great defense and how Kyle Shanahan does it. I mean, Carson Wentz, it's feasible you, you, for Carson Wentz to get there.
2: You you answered everything I have no idea. I don't even need to go because you stole my notes. Sorry. So it's fine. I read but the right thing is,
1: Carson, if you're looking at... Part of Carson Wentz's appeal is not he's going to read the defense so fast, make the right decision, and play calm and everything. If you're looking for Carson Wentz to do that, you got a lot of guys to do that better than Carson Wentz. Like, you, you want Carson Wentz to do a Jimmy Garoppolo imitation? you got the wrong guy. Part of the appeal of Wentz, why you give up a first for him, is because then he, a couple times a game, he can do something, you go, oh, oh, look at that. That's some high-end stuff. Is that still there, you think, he Is it in him somewhere? I think it is. I think it is, but
2: your initial question, and Jay kind of answered it by talking about Jimmy G, is can he do the things that I always say I need my quarterback to do? Yes, he can. Mm -hmm. But he's scary in a sense that he will go into panic mode on you in a heartbeat and act like he forgot how to play football. That is Mm -hmm. what you got to guard against when you're talking about Carson Wentz, where Jimmy G make a mistake. And it's almost like he laughs at it and comes back and makes a nice throw, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I like that throw because even against the Green Bay Packers and Jimmy G, made a couple good throws that you go, okay, that I don't mind that Kittle catches that pass with in in the end zone. We're like, oh, okay, cool, mm-hmm. but it's so it's you can do that with him. I think Carson Wentz, but because the things that you talked about 60 seconds ago, Max about. Oh, well, it was great it was in in 2018, he was wonderful. And he was an MVP candidate. He had a big arm, and a, they get stuck into that mode, and mm-hmm. like they think they could still get that from him, opposed to making him a glorified Ryan Tannehill, so to speak. They get caught into trying to make him that guy that had an MVP year, and they
1: shouldn't. So. Keyshawn J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. By the way, Evan, our producer, points out mm-hmm. the Pat McAfee show takes place in Indy. <laughs> it's like you know, Rogers is on there once a week. There's like you know, I don't know. Is there any chance he could oh go to Indy God. do a weekly in studio appearance next season? I don't see how. I don't see how Indy gets him. I don't I think they got enough
3: We're gonna enough try to tie, tie Aaron Rodgers to every team
2: on yeah. every
1: kind of every well, any, kind of anybody, connection anybody point. Anybody man, anybody that needs a quarterback: Denver, Indianapolis.
2: Tennessee. Tennessee, Miami. I mean, we're going to sit wherever they need a quarterback.
1: Diana Russini, ESPN NFL reporter, joins us now, giving Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise, and has has the uh, good nature to join me in studio. So I'm not sitting alone all by myself here. No, I'm What's here up? for
0: you. Hi, guys. Hi, what? Key. Hi, Jay. What
1: hey, up, Doc? How Di- you doing, Diana? Diana, you were in Tennessee for the Titans and Bengals, right, on Saturday. W- what do you think the Titans are thinking when it – it really we just heard – Ursay talk about whence you need a quarterback to put up thirty, not give the other team points in the beginning of every half, right? What are they thinking with Tannehill?
0: Yeah, uh, d- don't throw the ball to the other team. Th- th- I think that that's what they're thinking in in Tennessee. And and when you look back at the season for this Titans, uh, that was an issue. Turning the ball over has been the problem for Ryan Tannehill. This is going back to training camp. I remember, um, you know, hearing some reports coming out of there that that turning the ball over w- was a bit of a problem and. You know, I think the thing about Ryan Tannehill we saw in this game, he was exactly what he is in that game. That pass to A.J. Brown, guys, we were talking so much, uh, you know, obviously about that Bills-Chiefs game, I, I and there was so much bad in that Tennessee-Cincinnati uh, game. But that touchdown throw, that touchdown pass to A.J. Brown was incredible in terms of, of skill, ability. It was the most perfect pass, in my opinion, Yet the guy turns the ball over three times in the most crucial times: first pass of the game, first pass of the second half, and obviously the last pass of the game. There, when the Titans had possession, so it's almost like you—you you, that was Ryan Tannehill, a little bit of great and awful. And you know, I can tell you that the heartbreak in Tennessee is is continuing. Just knowing that this was all self inflicted, there is no reason why that team should have lost.
2: I got a couple things for you, real quick, Diana. And you- you are on the ground in Tennessee, and you know that team and organization really well. Are they confident that Ryan Tannehill is the right guy to get them to where their ultimate goal is, is to win a championship? Can he do that for them?
0: I think coming off that loss, it's really hard to answer that right now, Key, because of the way they lost. He is the reason, right? That turno- those three turnovers are, are, were crushing Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of other things in that game that could have been better. The run game could have been better. But what that defense was able to do, and key, that's really what what stands out when I reflect on that game is as soon as it finished up, watching those players on their knees, those defenders, like almost in tears knowing they gave everything, sacking – you know, Joe Brady, uh, Joe Brady, sacking Joe Burrow uh, nine different times, you know, uh, and and they were tremendous. But in terms of Ryan Tannehill, all season long, you know, I never got the sense that they didn't believe in him or they didn't think he was the guy. They've always been committed to him. But I, I do think it could be a really interesting um, offseason season knowing that the heartbreak that they just experienced it was crushing in that tunnel key and and listening to Mike Vrabel in the post game press conference a man who who talks a lot in terms of reflection of his team he was almost speechless i they were stunned by this loss really? and i don't think that's going to be heartbreak or disappointment that they're going to forget and it, mm-hmm. i i do think it's going to be an interesting offseason with what they're going to do there knowing Knowing that, that 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 was painful for them.
2: Look, look. Two years ago, they went to the playoffs and they almost got to the Super Bowl. They had a lead in Kansas City. It was squandered. Our offseason came. A guy named Tom Brady was available. Vrabel played with him. Knows football. The whole deal. We know what that is. Backdrop. They wanted to replace Tannehill if they could have gotten Tom Brady. Could they make a play? And I'm in this business of germ spreading. But could they make a play? For Aaron Rodgers. Can they trade for Aaron Rodgers?
0: Well, first of all, Aaron doesn't – Aaron has a uh, no-trade clause, meaning, like, he can't decide where he goes like we see Russell Wilson can do, right? Like, he has no say in where he goes, um, which is interesting, right? Because he's going to have to hope that if he can force a trade, the Packers send him somewhere he wants to go, which is probably not going to happen. I don't – Key, how could you possibly think the Green Bay Packers who've made such incredible decisions with the exception of Jordan Love, why would they let Aaron Rodgers go? They they've know We do it already. We've seen They
1: uh, last season. That was part of the deal, was it not? Yes. Yeah, that was part of the part part of the deal
2: was at the end of the year they would come together and have a uh, mutual understanding. If he wanted to stay, he stays, they give him a new deal if he wanted to be traded, they would work with a trade partner to figure it out. Most likely it wouldn't be an NFC team. Yeah. So I came up with this several days ago as we started talking where would Aaron Rodgers go. I thought, hmm, the Tennessee Titans make the perfect situation. And that's why I asked you, if that's the case, do you think if he is available and he wants to go to Tennessee that Vrabel would get on the plane, and go convince him that this is the place you need to be.
0: Yeah, Mike Fribble would get on a boat. He'd walk there. <laughs> it's Aaron Rodgers. He, he he knows what the guy is, I, without a doubt. You're, you're basically asking me, Key, is Aaron Rodgers a better option than Ryan Tannehill?
2: I guess I am. Yes.
0: Yes. I don't <laughs> have to be John answer. Robinson, the general manager of Tennessee to tell you that that's the answer. I don't need to know much. I think you, you, the average fan is taking Aaron Rodgers over Ryan Tannehill, you know, but you bring up Tom Brady and, you know, the Titans, from what I recall during free agency there with Tom Brady, they weren't interested in Brady. That they were not going after him. They were they were committed to Ryan Tannehill. And we can reflect there and say, was that the right decision? Because Tom Brady went on to win a Super Bowl, if you recall. You know, who, who knows? And, and I do think that dynamic between Vrabel and, and, and Brady being great friends for, from what we can gather here, and they, they must be, right, after having three Super Bowl wins together and playing together for eight years, you know, they, they, they have that. But I'm not sure if that would work, though, Um but the Aaron Rodgers to Tennessee man, that 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 could be the, the the piece because let's face it, we saw it this weekend or excuse me, this past weekend. The offense was outmatched. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow and company. The Cincinnati Bengals were significantly better than the Tennessee Titans. On Diana, offense. you're mm-hmm. coming
1: around just like, like when Keith first mentioned it. I was like, oh, and then you go, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It, 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 look, exactly, it,
0: if. Again, if Green Bay's got to let him go, guys, we saw Jordan Love. We look look at all the other quarterbacks around the league. It didn't take us long to figure out how good they were. Um you know, Justin Herbert was given what an hour before he was told he was going to be a starter, and we knew at the end of that game this guy is for real. Exactly, right? That. Joe yep. Burrow, maybe it took us two ga- two games. And I am being uh, conservative here. I was probably sold after one. All these younger quarterbacks, we knew right away. Jordan Love, we've seen what two two games now. Uh, no, no, it was a miss, and I think the Packers know it. And unless they have a Um, succession plan here, they're not letting Aaron go.
3: Diana Rossini joining us, ESPN NFL insider and reporter on Keyshawn J. Willow Max. So, Di, what what is the future of Sean Payton as a head coach in the NFL?
0: Um, I think Sean Payton's going to take this year to... Try the media. I think he wants to do it. He's very critical of all of us. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Uh, he, it, All of us. Uh, he he lets me know that pretty frequently, how dumb we are. Uh, no, not really. Uh, he, he does have interest in the, in, in the media for this year. But the future, Sean Payton's going to be coaching in 2023. It would shock me if he doesn't. The guy, A, just loves it too much. I think the year away is going to be really good for him to recharge and, and kind of take a, 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 a seat and reflect on all these different organizations and figure out where he wants to go. And of course, the question mark is where, what does he want? Control is going to be a priority for him because we know he essentially had full control in new Orleans. He's going to want that same setup. But I think it's got to be for an organization that that has a loud voice in the league. It's got to be for an owner that is going to to pound the drum when things aren't going their way. Um, And and obviously, I say that, and I think anyone listening right now in their car is going, well, sounds a lot like Jerry Jones, right? Uh, And that would make sense. It's just there's a lot that can happen between now and then.
1: So we have like 30 seconds, Diana, (laughs) but we haven't even like NFC championship game. Six in a Crazy. row. Is it going to be seven? Is it you're going to be in LA for yeah. it? What are you what are you thinking about?
0: Uh I I think Kyle Shanahan has Sean McVay's number. I think, you know, this 49ers defense, as good as Matthew Stafford is playing right now, and he is exceptional. Uh, I think this Niners defense it, it, it is also playing at a really high level and and they're going to be able to force Matthew Stafford to make mistakes and, and as Sean McVay think the run game is important but he's going to have to show why he's got so much confidence in Stafford.
1: The man who can benefit if Aaron Rodgers leaves the NFC North. That's coming up. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN Duke. Thanks man. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast.